Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs, your co-host of today's show with Joe Marino. Joe was kind enough to let me... Actually, no, fun fact, I can't even lie. I just hijacked the entrance of the show right here. He's sitting here shaking his head in disgust. Joe, another day of the Shrine is down for the count. We've had three days worth of practice for both the East and West squads. Welcome to this Thursday episode of the Dudes. You know what's funny is uh, I was uh, practicing, not practicing, I was reciting the Draft Dudes intro that I normally do uh, just a few minutes ago. And, and of course, it's, you know, what's better than this, guys being dudes. And Trevor Sikama looks at me and says, sleep. Sleep is better than this. And we, we are pulling long days here. The hell sleep. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about that. But uh, we're here to deliver a quality podcast for the people. And, of course, we were at Shrine Game of course, Practices. Of course. Day three is now in the books. And we've got thoughts. We've got takes. Yeah, we and do. And let's do it. Let's get into some of our takes from day three, starting with the East squad. Okay, so East squad for me. I mean, it's a lot of these same usual suspects, right? And you know, I want I want to try and bring new points of conversation, but again, it's Terry Godwin's tearing it up, looking great. The offensive line, these small school kids, uh, Ugo or Udo. I'm sorry, Udo is one. He's from Elon, really standing out. Uh, if I had to pick a new name on the offensive side of the football. I thought Jordan Tamu threw the ball well today. I thought he's thrown the ball consistently well throughout the course of the week, but today really kind of popped. I thought it was kind of a... Excuse us. The neighbors are being unruly. Uh, I thought it was a separation day for the quarterbacks in, the, in both sides, really, honestly. Uh, I thought Tamu threw the best ball. David Blau just really doesn't get a lot of zip on his football, and Taylor Cornelius, for me, I think struggles with placement skills a little bit too much, even on the air, and throwing in 7-on-7 seven seven and 7-on-0 for me to get excited about. I think <laughs> Tom really is the quarterback from this side that, that I thought did himself some favors today. Yeah, you know, it was disappointing to not get the chance to see DeMarcus Lodge. He tweaked something very early in practice, and then he was pretty much sidelined for the rest of the day. Uh, so was hoping to see more dominance from him. Uh, let me throw a name out here that we haven't mentioned yet, I don't think, uh, and that is Michael Jackson, the cornerback from Miami. He's been a mixed bag, i got to be honest with you. Uh, he, he's a guy that you think about him, he's a freshman. He's a – what is going on right now? <laughs> Michael Jackson. Okay, uh, the, the cornerback Ooh. from Miami. He's a press man corner. Well, zone, you don't necessarily want him an off man at all. Uh, but there have been moments where he's been able to crowd routes, particularly in team drills, 
where he was able to be disruptive in that contact window and really throw off route timing. But when you know when he's asked to carry routes down the field vertically and doesn't have any help over top, you know he's going to give up some of that vertical separation. He's he's got some tightness in his hips that are challenging for him to separate or to uh, to not allow that deep separation. So uh, if you can get him in the contact window and make sure he has help over the top, I think there's an exciting skill set there to work with. But, uh, you know, again, the fluidity and the recovery speed's not necessarily there for Michael Jackson. The way you make me feel, you really turn me on. I, I'm no, I'm no, I'm not Ooh. nothing to say. All right, all right, we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, okay, Trey Watson, I thought, had another nice practice yeah, today. But we talked about Trey Watson. How about uh, Michael Dogby from oh, Temple? I was ready to Yeah, I'm ready to snippety-dude that one yeah. right on off your plate. Uh, I don't know really what his role is that puts him in the best success uh, position to be successful in the NFL. But he's pretty smooth and fluid. He's listed 6'3", 280. And he's got a really nice first step, and he had a couple of really nice pass rush reps yesterday yeah, he where he was defeating first contact with his hands and good hand counters. Um, so, I again, the defensive line for both of these teams is so much more talented than the offensive line, so it's hard to really get an effective gauge. But Dogby's a guy whose film I've already done. I did a full write-up on him, and I had late round grade on him. I didn't think he necessarily stood out because he doesn't have great anchor and functional strength and but when you get the chance to let him play in the gaps, it's where he really shined in college, and you're continuing to see that here at the Shrine game. And the question is, do, does the team see his package that he can bring to the table and get excited about it and want to invest in him as a, as a draft selection? I'll, I'll give you one more name here from the East team, and I'm not sure we've mentioned him yet, but he's been pretty solid across three days now. That is Mathieu Betts. He's from Laval. He's the Canadian guy, yeah. the pass rusher. Yeah. Um, a ton of production from up there in, in Canada um, and a big acclamation here to going uh, against the players in the United States, particularly because in Canada they're required to line up two yards off the ball. And as you know, that's not the case with the, the football that we enjoy. And so uh, you could tell that he's able to – as the week went on, I thought his rush and his rush plan – he just was more and more comfortable with it. He's got a lot of variety, some inside moves, does well to clear his, hand, to clear his pads and, and get around corners, and uh, he's got a decent amount of quickness. Now, I don't know if he's going to be a draftable guy or anything like that. He, you know, he's kind of under, underdeveloped, certainly with his frame, uh, and, and there's a lot of acclimation that's going to be needed for him. But you know, for a guy that's shining in this setting, you, you can't help but notice how well Mathieu Betts is doing and uh, we'll see what he, what he can do. Yeah, I, he'll get a chance to be able to get into a camp. And is he a guy that can continue to ascend and learn this this style of play and use some of that quickness and some of that hand technique to uh, to maybe carve out a niche role on a team? So he'll be a fun player to monitor moving forward. Now, over under Joe, as we switch over to the West, over under two and a half deep crossing patterns to Jesper Horstead in the game on Saturday. Oh, over. over. This Hammer is, the that's over, That's the Princeton folks. wide receiver, right, yes. man? They, they, uh, that is a staple in the East team's oh offense. It's kind of like that. What is that little uh, little screen that they run to Keyshawn Johnson in the West, yeah. right? That's going to be yeah. the play that's over the and over The go-to play. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the West squad, uh, I want to talk about John Duhart. 
Uh, Old Dominion kid. I know I mentioned him a little earlier in the week. Wide receiver number nine, uh, listed six three two ten. Uh, Joe finally sounds like the levy broke. They let the shrine measurements out of the bag, <laughs> so uh, we're probably digging into those along with you guys this morning. We do not have our hands on those as of the time of the recording, but we're excited to dig in. Maybe we can talk a little bit about on that on Friday for some some winners and losers, especially since we've seen this the full week of practice. But. Uh, Duhart moves well for his size. He almost had a really, really nice uh, fade catch into the end zone when they were doing some two-minute type stuff. Could not bring the ball down, but the defender had perfect placement with his hand to break Duhart's hands, and as he was coming back down to the ground, he showed some nice concentration, really trying to haul that ball and could not finish. But I'm just continuing to be impressed by, as I watch somebody of his stature move in space and the routes he runs and the effectiveness that he shows with his feet. Uh, I thought he a lot of, checked a lot of boxes that is going to be one of those guys that I'm eager to get back to the tape to watch and see if the movement skills that he shows translates to his Old Dominion tape. And if it does, uh, what kind of production follows? All right, Kyle, the next player I'm going to mention, you have to be quiet. Let me get through my spiel here. No. Yeah, you do. No. You do. I need you to. Don't take Divine Zigbo. Divine Zigbo, the running back for Nebraska. And I'm doing this because you said yourself that you weren't going to talk about him. And so it's time for me to uh, to sing his praises here. I don't know what's going on. Kyle is making all kinds of weird gestures. But I'm going to talk about Divine Zigbo, the running back for Nebraska, as I'm sure Kyle is maybe pulling a receipt or something because uh, he went on he went on the record with the Zigbo being a quality player uh, right around Christmas before Eve before Christmas yeah a Christmas Eve uh, and so look he he's really made Kyle look smart uh, if if you will here it's challenging for running backs to really pop at an All Star event because there's no tackling and because there's no tackling you don't get a chance to un- evaluate a guy's contact balance and ability to break through contact and his ability to make people miss and all those important things that are that matter a ton for running back evals and the way that tacklers approach him knowing that they're not actually going to tackle him it really affects those pursuit angles but with that said when you look at divine Zigbo, my goodness you look at him and say that's the guy i want running the football he's really thick in in, in the uh in the thighs got the nice bubble butt which matters for running backs slapped together really really well and then he is just a smooth runner for that frame that he offers really good body control you can just tell when he's making moves in space that this is a guy that's just really balanced and then finally he catches the football he was able to catch that wheel route today for a big gain down the field and so boxes are checked with the zigbo I really hope he gets a call up the Senior Bowl, and I can't wait to dig deeper into his tape because there's a player that I think has a has a has definitely has an NFL role and a player that's really fared well for himself this week. Are you ready for the hot take? Yeah, Divine starts at least one NFL game next year. No, I yeah, that's fine. I, I don't. That's that's good. Let's go. Yeah, one and a half. You taking the over? You know, it's tough to say. You, Hammer the over. So much of that's going to depend on opportunity, I know, right? No, like, but that, yeah. the, the context yeah. doesn't matter. Well, the context this is an matters. engaging shrine yeah. experience. Because I'm not going to listen to you all next next year <laughs> if I agree to that or don't agree to that. Okay. I, we've been, how long have we been doing this? 500 episodes or something? Mm. I'm good. Yeah, we're getting close to 500 <laughs> combined episodes <laughs> yeah. of podcasting together. It's, I don't know how we still deal with me. Um,. It's easier when we're not next to each other. Yeah, that's very true. It could be very overwhelming <laughs> in person. 
Uh, Daniel Wise, we got to talk about again. I know we're trying to talk about different names, but this dude again. I've never seen somebody beat a double team by providing <laughs> a standing hip toss. If you don't know what this is, it's a pro wrestling move in which you underhook a guy that you're standing next to under the armpit and you throw him over your hip and he lands flat on his back on the ground. And yet, Daniel Wise faced a double team and he proceeded to provide a standing hip toss to a 320-pound grown man and tossed him to the ground and then proceeded to collision uh, running back Darren Hall in the backfield on the same play. And Darren Hall's not a small running back at 5'11", 225. And he ragdolled Darren Hall. Did you see the end of yeah, that play? Yeah, we got to talk video him too, to yeah. the ground. I, Wise is really making waves. And if you had to ask me, you said it yesterday, gun to head, one guy on the Shrine game that would be deser- most deserving of a, a senior bowl invite call-up, for me it's Daniel Wise. Yep. He's winning with hands. He's winning with quickness. He's winning with balance, power, and leverage, and he understands those things. And This is the first time in my freaking life I'm excited to watch Kansas football <laughs> on film. And I like legit mean it. I'm super stoked to check this guy out. And I know West Virginia is one of the games that I'm going to have to start because that was one of their best defensive performances throughout the course of last season. So uh, you will hear from me very shortly on Daniel Wise when I get a chance to watch Kansas against West Virginia. All right, I'm going to bring a new name to the table. Uh, Tulane cornerback Donnie Lewis. Thought he had a really nice uh, nice practice today in particular. A couple of pass breakups that I was able to see. And both were instances where he did a good job mirroring the route, being patient, getting himself in position, and just naturally playing the football in the air. And so I wasn't familiar with him until I went into this week. And he's kind of grown on me as the week went on. He's obviously got that amazing two-lane green wave helmet, which is absolutely the best helmet of anybody here. Uh, and so I've, I've paid close attention to him. And, and then I thought he really peaked today, particularly with those pass breakups and, and really just what I would call patient mirroring ability. And then I, I went to go look him up, do a little bit more research on him uh, for my, my recap piece on, on Draft Network. And I noticed that in the last four years, he has 37 pass breakups and seven interceptions. And so Is that good? There, there are the ball skills that we saw in practice today that are natural are something that have shown up across four seasons at Tulane. And so what does the NFL love? Defensive backs that can mirror and make game-changing plays on the ball. And you check those boxes here with Donnie Lewis, and he's a player I'm anxious to get more eyes on and learn more about. Joe, it's time to raise your glass. I'm pouring one out for Easton Stunk. (laughs) You said that so natural. It's so natural. It's over, folks. It's over. It's been a fun ride. You know, I did the Tombstone tweet for the Josh Allen hype last year. That didn't work well for you. It's coming back. Oh, no. It's coming back for Easton Stunk. It worked out so well for you. Top 10 pick. If at first you don't succeed, (laughs) try, try again. All right. And I'd be willing to bet my house... And my life savings. Oh no! That Easton Stunk is not a top 100 pick. Oh, he's definitely not a top 100. Pick. Well, there's people telling me he's the best quarterback in the class. He only lost three games in four years, Joe. 
All right, let's let's be objective here. Yes. It's entirely possible to be a very outstanding, amazing quarterback at North Dakota State and struggle at Shrine game practices. And, and the reality is is that he has struggled, and he doesn't have enough zip on the ball, and it's falling in front of his receiver's feet, and the, the, just the trajectory of his passes are not favorable, and that he's, ve- he's resolved to check downs. He doesn't want to test anything, and the ball doesn't spin off his hands clean. All of those things are just very obvious this week. And uh, and hopefully, you know, I wish the best for Easton Stick, but he's really making Jim Nagy, the executive uh, director of the Senior Bowl, pretty smart for not bringing him to the Senior Bowl because he doesn't belong with the Shrine Game practice quarterbacks. Good cop, Joe's boring. You know that? You, you just took the easy way out. I'm trying to give a good analysis here. You're trying to give tombstones to a kid who's trying to make his dreams come it's true. It's true, but you know what? I watched Easton in a footwork drill in the end zone Take a five-step play-action drop, reset his feet. They have him slide to his right, climb the pocket, and throw to a target that's probably 18 yards away. And he put that ball five yards over this poor kid's head. And this ball rolls all the way out to the 50-yard line and interrupts the kickoff drill. It's just, I don't think there's a workable base there. I don't, I don't, I do not disagree with you. I do not. Okay, that's all I wanted. I know. I just, uh, they went I, after me on Twitter, not you. Today. I know. I, this is how it. This is how it always works, though. This is one of my favorite parts about the dynamics. Is I'm always the bad guy, and nobody like attacks me about it. You know, like you and John Ledyard were the whipping boys last night on NDSU Twitter, and I'm sitting here on the podcast calling the poor guy Easton Stunk. Right, you're, no, nobody the, says anything. The villain's right here, and now you're defending me, and I'm trying to be, uh, yeah, be and then I'm level-headed with this, and thing. then I'm the white knight for you. I come riding in, oh, and thank you. You know, just keep reporting all that that fake news for a living that you've been doing. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah, update right. my Twitter bio now. Reports fake news for a living. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Make sure that you are following along with us on Twitter. Kyle is at Grinding the Tape. I am at the Joe Marino. So if there's anything you don't like, make sure you hit up Kyle and trigger him because uh, he loves that. He loves that a lot. Uh, at Grinding the Tape is his Twitter handle. Hit that subscribe button on this podcast. Leave us a five star review, but only a five star review. We don't like any other kind. And if you are nice enough to leave a written review, we really appreciate that. Well, tell a friend about what we're doing. It's draft season, folks. We've only got uh, four more teams to welcome to the dance here, and we will we'll welcome two more on Sunday. So uh, get on board with the draft. We're going to carry you right through this whole thing. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu.